Welcome in once again. Thank you very much for being here. Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International. We appreciate your time each and every week. And we know that you're sharing this because we had our biggest download month ever in January. This show continues to grow and it's thanks to you. Keep on sharing it. Keep on talking about it. Thank you so much. Our guest this week, Melinda Cohen. She sells a product that allows her to interact with thousands of business owners all over the world. And she teaches us how we are in a results age and why you need to structure your business for client results. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. Episode number 67 starts now. Welcome to Women Really Mean business presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Belitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Blitnikoff and I am with Melinda Cohen of the Coaches Console. And Melinda, I first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's so good to be here. It's great to have you. And from what I understand is, is that you took a successful coaching business, but then what you did is you took all the processes and all the ways that you market and contact clients and advertise and all that stuff, and you really have made it into a repeatable system for over 18,000 people, which I find to be pretty amazing. So, and I know I'm not doing it justice, but that's what I understand from the bio. So I'd love to just turn the mic over to you now and have you explain not only what you do with the coach's console, but also what led you up to all this. So again, Melinda, welcome. The floor is yours. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jeff. Yeah. I started out as a coach and, uh, created a lot of success quickly in my coach without realizing how unique that was. And that was over 15 years ago now. And I quickly learned and had a calling to help other coaches do the same. I knew that as a coach, somebody supporting somebody else and creating transformation in the life of another person, like that's an incredible gift. And most coaches and practitioners and healers and those in the service kind of industries, while they're good at what they do, a lot of times they, they just don't have the business skill set needed to put themselves out there and get those clients and support those clients and create a business out of it. And that's, uh, that's what I did. I took the, what I had put together as my own business system and infrastructure and duplicated it so that other coaches could do the same. So they could eliminate the burdens and distractions of business and just focus on what they love doing and getting out there and creating transformation in this world. And that's uh, the coaches console. It morphed into a technology. Uh, I thought I was just going to be supporting coaches, but it turns out that I created a technology that really streamlines and automates the back end of a coach's business or an entrepreneur's business, really, with all the systems and processes taken care of so they can, you know, spend less time on the back end and more time on doing the work that they're really good at in this world. Let's talk about what attracted you to coaching to begin with. Like you said, 15 years ago. So 
today, as we're recording this interview in 2019, it's cool to be a coach. And a lot of people are getting into it and doing it. There's certainly a lot of tools and technologies to help you along the way and an unprecedented way to reach your audience with social media and different chats and software and all this stuff. But you started at a time when it, coaching really wasn't widely accepted like it is now. And then also you didn't have all the tools and whatnot to support you. So talk about your beginning journey, what you had to go through, what attracted you to coaching and what actually caused you to be really a trailblazer when you think about it. Yeah, it's uh, a revolutionary is the word that I use uh, when I describe it, because that's exactly what we were doing was uh, blazing trails. Coaching had been around, but it was, like you said, it wasn't acknowledged as a an industry. People, as soon as you said coaching, people are like, oh, what sport? And so it was always... I was like, no, not with coach, not with sports, but like with sports, but with people's lives or their businesses or their careers or their relationships. And so there was a lot of explaining what coaching, what it was and the impact that it could have. And, and I got into it. Um, I was in the corporate world as an interior designer, had nothing to do with coaching, but I loved creating commercial interiors that helped businesses and the people on their teams inside those businesses be their best when they showed up to a space. And I worked with them on their goals. I worked with them on efficiencies and processes so that the teams and the businesses could be their best. And when I discovered this thing called coaching, which was my natural management style with my team in my world of interior design and project managers and whatnot, I, I discovered that the, the approach that I took in working with my teams and working with my clients was a natural coach approach. And when I started researching, what is this thing called coaching? And I learned that it was just about helping people be their best no matter what space they showed up in, no matter what their environment was. I knew that that was at the heart and soul of why I did interior design and why I worked with my clients. And that's, I just wanted to work with people so they could be their best in their life whatever they were doing in this world. And that's how I started my venture in coaching. And it was interesting having to kind of get over that, oh, what sport do you coach in? And helping people to realize that, no, it's not that you're broken and that you need fixed. It's that like any sport, the great players need coaching and guidance to get even better at what they're already doing. And it was interesting to just be a part of that paradigm shift and that education process along the way. All right. So let's talk about the difficulties that you had to overcome to do all of that. What kind of mindset did you have to adopt to get into this really heavily entrepreneurial mindset where there really isn't like there was not a coach's console when you started out? You had to figure it out. Uh, we're still really relatively coming, just coming out of the days of dial-up at that point. And I mean, high-speed internet was just more of a novelty when you started all this. Yeah. And so tell me about like maybe some of your difficulties and how you overcame them uh, as you built the business to what it is now. One of the first mindsets that I had to get over was this 
was an employee mindset. I'd only ever been an employee. I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur. I remember uh, being on a trip and describing what I was doing. And I remember the first time somebody ever called me an entrepreneur and I was like, well, no, that's not me. And they corrected me and they're like, well, yeah, you've started your own business. You're doing your own thing. You have a vision, you're making it happen. And they began to describe this. And I was like, oh my gosh, I am an entrepreneur. And, and getting out of the employee mindset of just being good at a task, doing that task and getting paid for that task or that skill set and switching into there's a lot more involved so that I can do more of that task and get paid for it as a business, not just as a job. And so I really had to be conscious of making that switch into I'm not just an employee anymore. I have a business and I'm a business owner. And I, I really didn't get into an entrepreneur mindset. I got into a business owner mindset to understand there's a lot of elements that I have to pay attention to as a business. How do I put myself out there? How do I attract people? How do I convert people? How do I support them? How do all of the necess necessary things and it, and because I switched to that business owner mindset, I didn't let anything slip through the cracks because I wasn't just focused on my task of coaching and helping people in that way. Okay, let's move forward now and talk about the coach's console. And like every great entrepreneurial venture, it starts out in one way and then it kind of really grows even beyond your wildest dreams. I found that a lot of successful entrepreneurs that I talk to, they have that kind of aha, like, wow, I thought it was going to be this, but then it turned out to be, whoa, so much more. <laughs> and that's what's happened to you. So you started out with coaches, certainly supported them. But now, like you said, it really kind of anybody that has a business, an entrepreneur, whatnot. So let's talk about what people get with when they engage with the coach's console and kind of where they start. I know everybody's different, but in a general sense, where everybody starts, the process you take them through, and then where they end up after they get all of the, well, you're going to explain what they get. <laughs> yeah, so with the coach's console, when we first started out, what I knew and the calling that I, the, that I heard and that I, I felt and took on was to help coaches eliminate the burdens and distractions when it comes to being a business owner. They're great at coaching, but they're not skilled necessarily as business owners. And so what started out as a, as a simple technology to handle all the business details from scheduling and invoicing and reporting and emailing and contact lists and websites and content and all of that stuff that's necessary in order to find clients, get clients and support them. It began as just a simple technology that had all of those parts and pieces integrated into one platform. And what I discovered really began to discover is just how coaches, while they're talented or entrepreneurs, practitioners, healers, while they're talented in their skill set, the business acumen was necessary. And so then I took my coaching background and brought in coaching and training to provide exquisite support to our people to help them develop the strategies and best practices of business and then how to implement. So learning what they need to know as a business owner, having it all in one place and then implementing it step by step, click by click in 
the integrated platform. So it was it was more than just a technology. It was a technology with coaching and training and support and all of that in one place. Because that's the thing that I hear from people is like, oh my gosh, I'm starting my business. Everybody's telling me everything I need to do. I wish there was everything in one place. And that's what we became, was that place where somebody could go. And we have what we call the coaching business roadmap to success. And it's literally a start point. And it looks like that old game, shoots and ladders, where you had all these places where you could wind around and wind through. And that's the entrepreneurial path that we take them on. And we give them the exact sequence. Here's everything you need to set up in your business. Here's the exact sequence to set it up in so that you can take out the guesswork so that you're not jumping all over the place or missing something or forgetting things or things aren't slipping through the cracks. And it's start to finish from branding to converting to enrolling to supporting, onboarding and referring. And we go through the entire sequence, what they have to have and implementing it behind the scenes. And as a result, they can feel confident as a business owner. They can feel confident to put themselves out there knowing nothing's going to slip through the cracks and they can feel professional and have a sense of credibility, even if they're just getting started. So what are the biggest aha moments that you find that people have? What are the common things that they go through the process and they go, wow, Melinda, I didn't know that I could do A, B, and C. Like, what are some of those takeaways that you find are pretty common that people give you as positive feedback? One of the takeaways is, oh my gosh, that's I, that's actually doable. I can do this. There's a lot of doubt that new business owners have when they're just getting started and when they're setting out, they have the dream and they can envision it or feel it or sense it, but then turning it into reality. And because of the very simple step-by-step process that we broke it down into, they're like, oh my gosh, I can do this. And it, and it builds pretty quickly of, oh, I actually can do this. I can have my own business because we break it down into bite-sized pieces. And it's, it's a lot of times just, you've never been a business owner. You've never been an entrepreneur. You've only ever been an employee, most likely. So you don't know what you don't know. And a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of support inside a powerful community kind of releases that, oh, I can do this. Uh, and then when they have that confidence in themselves, then the next aha is how much fun they have putting themselves out there. When they don't know what they don't know about their business, they're really hesitant to put themselves out there, to talk about what they do, to try to get clients. Enrollment conversations feel kind of funky. But as soon as they realize, like, wait a minute, I can do this thing called a business. And I do know what I'm doing because I'm going through the steps and I'm learning it then they feel confident to put themselves out there. And then they have a lot of fun talking about their their vision, talking about their skills and, and doing the impactful work that they're doing in this world. Marketing is something I want to delve into with you because that's how I found you is because you have a really great presence online. And I've been watching a lot of Gary V lately. I think he says his name Vanerchuk. I, I never can, I can never yeah. can say, it, but I call him Gary V. That's what he calls himself. Yeah, everybody before. does. Yeah. And, and Gary V has uh, a lot of his videos are saying now, if you think you have enough content, you don't. If you're think you're outputting a lot of content, you're not. And, but that's what I've noticed with you is you are outputting a lot of content, at least from the outside. It looks like you're all over the place. You're producing a lot of content. You have all this dynamic stuff going on. And tell me about 
how you are developing your own marketing to then attract all these different folks to work with you. I mean, over 18,000 people, that's pretty impressive. And there's definitely some intent that went into that. So how do you think about marketing and connecting with your potential audiences? Yeah, so back in the day when it was just my coaching business, even when I was an interior designer, what I, the way that I love doing business that personally resonates with me is that word of mouth marketing, that referral partner, building those relationships. Because marketing, sales, enrollment, it's all about creating that know, like, and trust factor. When people know you, like you, and trust you, they hire you, rehire you, and refer you. That was how I successfully built my coaching practice. So when we started the Coaches Console and I wanted to reach coaches around the world, I didn't want to do it by myself because I love referral partners. I love collaborating together and helping serving other people. And so that was the approach that I took with Uh, Coaches Console is finding ways to be of service to our people and to other people and finding those referral partners that service the same type of clients, the same entrepreneur, the same coaches, they just service them in different ways. And being a business owner or having the back end of their business organized was a missing link for them. And and so collaborating with referral partners in a service-based marketing kind of approach has always been my approach. And the more I can serve people, the more I can help them. The more we build that know, like, and trust factor. And then it's not selling and marketing. It's just an invitation. It's like we have this roadmap. If it resonates with you, we'd love to support you in it. And we have this training. We have this technology. And so it's it's never been a hard selling. It's been more of... Uh, serving and selling as a service and a coach-based kind of approach to selling and a service-based approach to marketing. And, and so that's always driven how we approach providing resources, providing content and collaborating with others uh, so that we can get that out there and be of service to the people that most need it. So when you are developing your programs for these various entrepreneurs because no two entrepreneurs are alike. Everybody's selling something different or they have different processes. They're at different stages of their business. So how do you do kind of a one size fits all solution for them? Or are there different customizations that exist based on what their business is and does your team customize for people? I'd love to know how all that works with so many different individuals and businesses you're encountering. Yeah, and that's one of the trends that we've been seeing for a couple of years now is that it's no longer a one-size-fits-all. While that used to be something, you know, four, five, six, eight years ago, that was good. But now it's truly not a one-size-fits-all, not for our market or not for any industry, really. People want to have an experience and they want their experience to be specific to them. And so while we have a roadmap that we take people through, because that roadmap is the common through line, For any entrepreneur, no matter what stage you're in, whether you're just getting started, whether you've been doing it for a year or two, or you've been doing it for eight or 10 years trying to go to the next level, 
the roadmap that we have is that through line. And so we serve it up as that and we position it as that, but then through the training that I offer or through the technology functionalities or our certified virtual assistant support packages or the coaching packages or the different programs that we have, we have different ways to serve people at different stages so that they can get the experience that they need, get the questions answered that they need and have the application that they need for their business and the stage they're in. So it's a, we do both simultaneously. We have that common roadmap and then we also have other ways in which we support people so that it can be that experience that it needs to be for each individual. What would you like to say to potential business owners or entrepreneurs right now that are kind of iffy about doing something like this and saying, well, I, yeah, it sounds good and everything like that, but I don't know if it would work for me or not. And I'm sure you, when people first encounter you, they maybe are skeptical as to whether this can actually work for them. So what would you say to them? I would say to do your research. Starting a business is no joke and it's the long game. And I would really encourage you to invest in the long game. So many entrepreneurs, especially with social media, with Instagram and Facebook, they are, it's easy to, it's never been easier to get started in business than it is in today's age with the social media aspect, with the online capabilities and all the resources available. It's never been easier to start a business. And there's a lot of people that are quick to start a business, but they're paying attention to the short-term success. And you're seeing that being flashed all over Facebook and Instagram. And I would say as a business owner, if you're, if you're an entrepreneur wanting to start your business, Pay attention to the long game. Don't let your ego get sucked into the short-term success because that will leave you blindsided. But really research and invest. What, what are the communities? What are the leaders? And what are the resources that I need to invest in as a business owner to support me in my long-term success? So the leaders, the resources, and the community, those are the three vital pieces that as an entrepreneur you want to invest in for the long-term gain. And I would really caution you for that short-term shiny success that you're seeing and really think about the vision and the impact that you want to have on this world and invest in the long-term gain. Let's dig into that. How do you define the long-term game versus the short-term game? And I'm particularly interested, and I agree with you that social media, it's almost kind of like a Hollywood set in a lot of ways. So, yeah. And, and, yeah. and I'd love to know what you think of what the shiny short game looks like to you versus what the long game, and again, the long game is what you suggest people should do. So the shiny short game, a lot of times really focuses on the transaction, not the transformation. The shiny short game is like, how do I make that sale? How do I get that customer top line revenue? It's like, wow, look at me. It, 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 uh, plays to the ego. So the ego feels good. I made a lot of sales. I got a lot of clients. I made a lot of money. And so while that's important, what I really encourage people to pay attention to is not just the transaction, but also the transformation. What is the experience you're creating for your clients? What's the transformation you're getting? Are your people getting results? Are you collecting those celebrations, those wins, those case studies, those stories? 
and can you present them in your uh, marketing, in your content, in your events, on social media? Can you let your work speak for itself? That's the long term, focusing on both the transaction and the transformation. But the shiny short game, people just focus on the transaction. Can I make the sale? Can I get the clients? Can I make the money? And while that feels good, It'll only last for so long, and then all of a sudden you'll start having roller coaster revenue if you're not careful. Feast or famine. Oh my gosh, I got a lot. Oh my gosh, it dried up. Now what do I do? And so you'll make a lot, you'll spend a lot, then you won't have anything left. And so when I say pay attention to the long term, it's like, how do I want to build solid relationships? What systems can I put into place that are working for me to create relationships and create clients? And then how can I serve my clients to make sure they are getting results, 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 results. We've, we've moved from an information age. We're now in an experience age. And I believe we're moving to a results revolution that's coming up that you have to provide a great experience and make sure your people get results. And that's the long term to pay attention to is investing in your clients to getting those results so they can speak for themselves because then those stories become what you market and those stories turn into content that you can then teach in your marketing. And then you have that service-based marketing approach. And I think that's why in a lot of ways people are kind of reluctant to do kind of that long-term investment in their brand and they're reluctant to invest in content and really putting themselves out there because, and, and again, I'm getting this from a Gary V video. It's kind of funny we're talking now because it's really recently that I've been picking up on a lot of this stuff that he's been saying, but it's, it's the fact that people are chasing that, that, as you say, that short-term gain, but at the expense of five, 10 years from now, people really not understanding what their brand is and even worse, not caring what it is. We'll be back with our guest in just a second. And if you're really enjoying what you're hearing here, why not get some extras from our guest? After every podcast episode, we have some fun questions for our guest that we give exclusively to patrons. All you have to do is go to the top of womenreallymeanbusiness.com and check out the Becoming a Patron section. For just $5 a month, you'll get extras from each week's guest. For just $10 a month, you'll get the extras and we'll release the podcast to you before anyone else gets it. Not only will you get great extra content for yourself, but you'll support not only this podcast, but Athena International as well. So again, please consider becoming a patron at the top of womenreallymeanbusiness.com. All right, let's get back into the episode. Yeah, and not even five, 10 years from now, five, 10 months from now, Good one point. or two years from now. I mean, that's how short this is lived. It's like, yes, I, I made this splash and I made a success, but it, it, it fizzles out just as fast. And we're already seeing that cycle starting to happen. And so that's the trend, right? The trend is in the content and the service approach and the results approach. I, uh, you know, that's one of the phrases that I've been talking a lot about is this results revolution. And it's all about how do you get your clients results with what you teach and offer? And that's a lot of the work that's evolving from what we're doing from the training and teachings inside Coaches Console is a new methodology to coaching that we've developed that really focuses on how do you make sure your people get results. And that provides long-term for marketing, for branding, for client support, and it becomes just a much more fun experience as a business owner, at least in my opinion. That's my preference. 
Well, Melinda, let's get into some of the Athena-based questions. And, of course, there are eight Athena leadership principles by Athena International founder Martha Mertz. And I think this principle is perfect for you to comment on. It's uh, build relationships. What does build relationships mean to you? The build relationships, it's at the heart and soul of everything. The word collaborating is really what I think about. Whether it's building relationships, like I said, with referral partners, with alliances, with your clients, with colleagues. Uh, it's building those relationships. That's, that's at the heart of, as a business owner, the way that you lead, cultivating that know, like, and trust factor so that as you're putting yourself out there as that business owner, as that leader to your industry, as that leader to your team, as that leader to your clients, how can you cultivate that know, like, and trust factor in a collaborating way so that you can create a safe environment for people to show up and do their best work? That's really what is at the heart of soul of, of building relationships. And that's how I approach everything with referral partners in my marketing, with my team and building those relationships. And then with my clients, they're not just clients, but they are relationships that I'm building and nurturing over time. And then with my list as well, how am I nurturing and serving those uh, people that are on my list so that I can cultivate relationships with them on their journey and meet them where they are. All right. This question may be a little unfair because you deal with so many different people. I mean, over 18,000 people. It's certainly a mix of male and female. But being that this is an Athena podcast, we want to talk about female leaders. And from mm -hmm. your perspective, how are you helping to develop female leaders and Honestly, from your perspective, since starting the business 15 years ago, or, or should I say you went into coaching 15 years ago, you've seen a lot of changes and probably a lot of morphing is to how many women are getting into business. So I'd love your perspective on really how women are elevating other women in business today. Mm, I love this topic. I, I personally believe that entrepreneurs are going to change the face of this world. And I believe female entrepreneurs are the greatest untapped resource that, and, and that is shifting just in the recent years. But it's been over the years that I've been in this, the women where I'm seeing the evolution happen is women are finding their own voices first. And they're really tapping into their own voice and they're finding their own feminine power. They're no longer having to emulate the masculine to be successful, but they're finding the masculine traits that are necessary, but also the feminine qualities that help them step into their power as a female leader. And what I'm really loving and what I'm, I'm seeing is the balance of the masculine and feminine qualities, the creativity with the logic, the nurture, and both of those coming into play with how women are stepping up to leading. It's not swinging from one masculine-focused leadership style and then swinging to the other extreme with all feminine but it's this beautiful place in the middle that these women are finding their voices, finding their power and speaking and living from that spot. And what's happening naturally, because women thrive in community. Uh, that's where we are our best. 
when we are interconnected with each other and when women are coming together in community where the man, the hero's journey is isolated, go out, slay the dragon, come back the victor. Women, the heroine's journey is inside community and collaboration and connection. And so we're seeing a lot of women's communities, women's circles really flourish to serve and support one another in their individual leadership and then in the co-leadership that they create with one another. And then that just takes everybody higher, the men and the women, the young and the old, uh, the seasoned and the new. And that's what I love about how women leadership is evolving right now. It's one of my favorite topics. Well, I'll tell you what, and I want you to react to this because anytime you are talking to somebody in Athena, and I've heard this from Martha Mertz, Andrea Connor, and also Linda Stevenson, three very prominent leaders in Athena. Of course, Andrea is the president of Athena International. We just mentioned Martha, and Linda is really big. She's actually mentioned in Martha's book. She's really big in Western Pennsylvania, very influential in Athena. And all three of them, and not just them, but anybody I've encountered in Athena, says that we need both men and women in leadership. We need all the styles. Mm -hmm. We are stronger Mm -hmm. as a whole, as opposed to one, like you, and you just said it, there's not one style that's better than the other, but we need to mesh them all together. Yeah. It's a collaboration and it's a, it's not a power over, it's a power together. One plus one equals 11, right? Where we can come together and, and join all the styles and, uh, and it starts with ourselves tapping into all the elements within ourselves, not only emulating the masculine or not abandoning the masculine, but embracing all of the above. Well, let's talk about some resources that you would recommend. One resource I'm going to recommend is your business. And if you go to coachesconsole.com, and it's amazing, I don't want to steal your thunder on this, but it's amazing that it's so inexpensive. I really came there to the site thinking, ah, this has got to be ten dollars or $20,000 or $40,000 or something like this. You have to have an elite level of business to really afford this. And I looked at it and I'm like, whoa, that's pretty affordable for everything that you get. So if you could talk about that and then also other resources that you might recommend. Absolutely. The, so with the coaches console, it is that, that backend technology. Some people call it a business in a box. It's everything you need for a coach or a service-based entrepreneur to run your business. Everything from your marketing website to your uh, list to your scheduling, to your communications, invoicing, shopping cart, content delivery, private client portal, everything that you need to put yourself out there, to establish yourself, to find clients, get clients, convert them, support them, get paid by them. It's everything in one integrated platform. We make it accessible because we believe that as an entrepreneur, when you're just getting started, it's a lot to get going. And I wanted to make it within reach with anybody that wanted to start their business uh, that could have the resources necessary that they needed in one place without having to sacrifice quality or you only get a couple of features because I'm just starting. It's everything you need in one place. It's very affordable and it's there as long as you need it. It's just a month by month uh, membership 
And as long as it serves you and your business, you have access to everything that you need to support you in creating a thriving and profitable business. And we have a lot of resources that we make available. Like I mentioned earlier, that coaching business roadmap to success. When you go to the website, you'll see a, a place. And if you, you know, you can put in your name and email and we'll send you that roadmap to success as of a free download that you can print out and put on uh, your wall. Whether you use Coaches Console or not, it gives you everything you need to set up and start your business. And then the Coaches Console actually implements everything. So it just gives you everything you need in one place. So that certainly I am biased, um, but I, I think that's one of the best resources out there for a new entrepreneur getting started to make it super easy and feel confident about putting your dreams out there and getting going in business. And, and to me, the pricing, and yeah, people can check that out for themselves. I think it's very affordable. It's very reasonable. And I think that it's something that is worth checking out. But are there any other resources that you would like to mention now that I have you? Are there any things, anything that personally inspire you, podcasts or TED Talks or whatever? There's, there are so many of them because I'm in this world and love this world. But, you know, there's one little book that stands out. Um, I use this with all my clients, and it's uh, a little book by an author called um, Florence Scovel Shin, The Game of Life and How to Play It. Because there's one thing when it comes to being an, a business owner, especially for us women, well, men too, but I'll speak to the women for a second. We can really get in our heads. Uh, and we can, the stuff we think and what swirls around in our head can stop us faster than anything. You may have the best business, you may have the best service or the best product or be the best at what you do, but when your mindset gets the best of you uh, and those villains take over, it can get funky fast. And this little book, The Game of Life and How to Play It, is just really staying in right thinking so that you can move forward with your business and getting your work out in this world. And that's one of my favorite. It's super simple. It was first done back in the 1920s. And when and just when I think about back in the 1920s and this woman was writing about about mindset and it's a lot of the even the law of attraction kind of comes from that as well um, but it's just about how do you keep your mind aligned so you can keep moving forward every day one step at a time all right i start with my guest i end with my guest and melinda i want to pass the mic over to you give you the floor and have you address the audience with anything that you would like to talk about as we close out the podcast the floor is yours Ah, thank you. You know, one of the things that I also want to share with entrepreneurs out there is that when you're on your journey and you're setting up your business, like these dreams, these visions are near and dear to your heart and your soul. It's a calling for most of us when we do this. And when you're out there doing it, make sure that on a regular basis, you are what I call digesting. And what I mean by that is just processing your journey. Because as entrepreneurs, we have this natural tendency to always look forward. What's the next vision? How are we getting there? Who are the people? What is the team? What are the resources necessary to make that happen? And we're always in this create, 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 do, 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 go forward, go forward, go forward motion. And there's a lot of power when you pause and digest and process. And that can be done through gratitude. It can be done through acknowledgement. It can be done through celebration. It can be done through dance breaks. It can be done through mantras. It can be done through brags. But to acknowledge frequently 
daily, where have you come? How far have you come? And acknowledging that. And in doing that, you expand your capacity for creativity and you expand your capacity to receive, both of which are important muscles so that you can keep going in the long game. After 15 years of doing this, it's not only in the forward thinking and visioning that's created success for myself and my business and my team, but it's in the regular intervals of digesting and processing and acknowledging how far I've come so that I can expand my capacity, my creativity, and my expanding my capacity to receive. So all of that is equally as important in your journey. Do not discount that piece of it. Well, Melinda Cohen, the coach's console, of course, the founder and the CEO. And you can check her out at coachesconsult.com. I definitely think that you should go there ASAP after this interview closes, of course. And Melinda, thank you so much for all your time today. Really enjoyed talking to you and learning about all the different aspects of uh, what you bring to the table with your business. Jeff, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. On the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, Dr. Seidel Ross combines music and medicine, and for years didn't think you could do both and be taken seriously. Her mindset needed to change. Does yours? Don't get in your own way any longer by listening to this talk. Here's a little bit from Dr. Ross. As I began to practice, I was really disillusioned by the way that I was practicing. I became very disillusioned, very disheartened, because I realized that I was not working at my best. And one day, I decided I just could not continue. Something had to change. Hey, if you'd like to help us grow the show, all you have to do is go to womenreallymeanbusiness.com and go to the Grow the Show section. There are four very simple items on there. If you did even one of the four, you would help us immensely. Thank you in advance for considering this.